Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Good evening, everyone. Good evening and welcome. Come on in. Come on in. We are starting our Bible Gospel chat room tonight. Come on in. lessons from Bible characters. We are on week number 10. Amen. We have our dear prophetess. Who will be leading us on tonight. So we can come on in and share. Let people know that we're on as we get started. Lesson will be going on week number 10. Jesus, leaders are servants. This is going to be a good one tonight. So go ahead and share. Actually, go ahead and share. Welcome everyone to our Gospel Bible chat room. This is Pastor Ruth Gardner. We are here on tonight as we start our lesson. On tonight, we have our presenter, uh, Prophetess Patrice Myrick. She will be presenting on tonight on week number 10. So at this time, we're going to have our very own Joya, Elder Joya Wilder, to open us up in prayer. And the next uh, voice you will hear will be our very own prophetess Patrice. Amen. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to come together. Father, we want to thank you for this time of Bible class. Father, we want to thank you for this time of learning. Father, we want to thank you for our teacher on tonight. I ask that you would bind all nervousness. Father, bind all fear. Father, let her deliver this word with, with clarity of thought, clarity of speech. Father, let her deliver it the same way you gave it unto her. Let her give it unto us, unadulterated and, and truthful, and let it build us up. Let, us, let it 
continue to keep our focus and 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 keep give give leaders put leaders on the right track on how to lead and how to serve father so father we want to give you thanks we want to give you praise and we want to give you the glory and the honor in jesus name amen amen good. amen good evening everyone good evening so glad you all could join us tonight we have a very very interesting lesson on Jesus. <laughs> Leaders are servants. And so I wanted to um, just start with one of the most powerful images that most of us remember. Um, it's an image in the life of Jesus when he washes this, his disciples' feet, and that's um, in John 13. When he finished, he says to them, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so am I. If I then, the Lord and teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash another's feet. Jesus, of course, isn't talking about feet. He's talking about servant leadership. Mm -hmm. Great leaders focus on serving those who follow them. Great leaders wash their people's feet. Have you ever thought about Jesus as a servant? We look at Jesus as the most high and Jesus is the son of God and Jesus is our brother and Jesus is a healer and he's all these things to us. But have we ever thought about Jesus as a servant. Jesus, he laid aside his majesty to come to earth to show us, uh, show us the love of God. And as a result, these actions display the attributes of Jesus as a servant leader. There is no doubt that when Jesus came to earth, he revealed his skills as a leader. However, he also showed himself as a servant. Jesus' ministry has a strong foundation in servanthood. On one occasion, he told his disciples, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. John 15 verses 12 through 13. But these are the words of a faithful servant. So Christ's life, his life and death on the cross, and the supreme examples of his commitment to being a servant there are several passages of scripture I want to get into, but I wanted to, to us to focus not just on who Jesus is to us and, and, and his majesty and how he sits on the throne and he sits by the father and he's the father's child and he was sent to earth, you know, to, 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 uh, to die for our sins. And not only when he was here on this earth for the, for the, um, the years that he was that he did his ministry for the three years that not only did he show servanthood but he also showed grace he walked in grace he wasn't distracted by people touching him on the hem of the garment sometimes we look at things and we look at things as distractors but he get but god gave him the grace in order to heal people as he walked he was not distracted from his purpose he was focused and Isaiah describes the Messiah, Jesus, as a servant. In the Old Testament, prophet Isaiah speaks of the coming Messiah as a servant in his writing. He says, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout out, shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged. So he establishes justice on earth. And so we look at his teaching, that's Isaiah 42.14. But in his teaching, he even describes himself as a servant. And so we look at the, the Gospels, right? So Mark uh, chapter 10, verse 45 says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and mm -hmm. to give his life as a ransom, as a ransom for many. John 6, 38 says, I've come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of whom who sent me. For who is greater than one who's at the table of the one who serves? It is not the one who is at the table, but I am the one of you, among you, one who serves. When we look at those three scriptures, when Jesus describes himself as a servant, he doesn't, he doesn't exalt himself. You know, he says, you know, I, I'm here to serve. And a lot of times in leadership in church, in the church kingdom or the kingdom of God, we look at the servants as the ushers, the armor bearer, the person who carries the Bible. 
but a servant is a servant of the Lord that we come to serve the people that even though we minister to the people we have to serve the people which means that we have to know the wants and needs of the people where what is going on in their life that we can help them and we can assist them with whether it be you know during the pandemic when the churches had the food pantries we saw the long lines of people being fed for those who had lost their jobs lost their income didn't know when the next meal was going to come from but the, there's some in the body of Christ who became servants in that moment of time. It shouldn't just be just in that desire, that desired uh, uh, necessity of feeding people. Yes, that and clothing people. That's what we're supposed to do. But it seems like that when we looked at it in the everyday church, churches always had food packs because they always, you know, fed the homeless or they had, you know, dinners and things like that. But in the multitude that were hungry in this nation and around the world, the multitude. And so Jesus came to serve the multitude. We are the multitude and we are to be like him and be servants. We are not to point down and tell people to serve us, but we are to serve others. So we have to be, we have to lead by example. Jesus lead it by example. You know, when we look at his life and we look at that, not only did um, he talk about himself being a servant, he actually served, he shows himself as a servant by his actions. I described that in when we talked about him washing the feet. But then again, and, and, and so that was in John 13, they were at the Passover, at Passover festival when all this happened. But so, but Simon says, you know, Simon's confused, like, why are you washing, why are you washing my feet? Because he knows that he knows who Jesus is. I should be washing your feet. And Jesus answered, those who have bathed, who have a bath need only to wash their feet, their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said, not everyone was clean. My God. So when we look at him, that how we look at him being a servant, not only was he a servant, he was a prophet. He knew. But Jesus walked in humility. He never once said, I am the Messiah. I am here. I'm the blessed one. I can, you know, I can save your soul and I can change water into white. He never promoted himself. His humility was, was a guide. The people followed him, not because they only fed him, but because of the miracles. But also, he wasn't like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the ones who were high and mighty with all the proper circumstance, those who were still stuck in the law, and Jesus walked in grace. He was not self-promoting. He did not walk around. You know, um, he talks about, um, he had, you know, several opportunities to promote himself, but when we look at the Gospel of Matthew, we look at, it says here that, Jesus had every opportunity to promote himself, but he refused to do it. One of the stories we see is in the Gospel of Matthew. And that story is, he says, departing from there, he went into their synagogue. And the man was there whose hand was withered. And the question Jesus asked, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Here we go. So that, that, so they might accuse him. And he said to them, what man is there among you who has a sheep? And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, he will not take hold of it and lift it out. How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? So then, it is, so then is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? Then he said, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and it was restored to normal. He stretched out his hand and he healed the man like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him as to how they might destroy him. But Jesus was aware of it, so he withdrew from there. Many followed him, and he healed them all. So when we look at Jesus, that he had a chance to uh, be self-promoting, but you have the instigators who come because he's coming quiet. You know, he's not stomping through the land. He's coming like a quiet storm with grace, and he, he's preaching and he's teaching, and he's teaching others to be kind to others and, and to love their neighbors. And who does this? Because the Sadducees and the Pharisees are preaching the law. Oh, you can't do that. You can do this. It looks like our religious people today who tell us we still got to wear doilies and we still got to wear our skirts down to our ankles. I'm not telling you to wear your skirt up to your hip, but, you know, we, we, these religious folks, you know, saying that women can't preach and they're not supposed to be in the pulpit and only you know the man can lay hands and only you know women can't they don't have the anointing that the men have and all that all that lost stuff that has been misinterpreted in the bible and jesus is walking 
walking through the earth with grace and humility and healing and teaching and what also serving. So he taught his disciples that you have to serve. You have to serve. He said, Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercised authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That was what I talked about before, but he's teaching them that this is not about you following me to be great and following me up to be seen and to be noticed and to be named and have a title and, and an entourage and all this stuff that comes with modern day churchianity. That's popping circumstance. That's being puffed up. The Bible, we're not to promote ourselves. The only one that we are to promote and the one that we are to confess is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that has died and saved our souls and would do so for many. It's just that we have to reveal him to people. They can't see him if we're puffed up. They only see our arrogance. You can't be a servant and be arrogant at the same time. Jesus wasn't like that. He walked with humility and grace. Most people who serve, they serve in the background. They don't want to be seen. They don't even want you to know. I got a friend like that, and we know who she is. She don't want to be seen. She in the background. She's doing her thing, but she's doing it for the almighty God and does not want to be noticed because that's how she walks in humility and grace. But his character, Jesus talks about, excuse me, excuse me, talk about the character of a trusted servant. So what is character? Character is what you stand on. What is the foundation that you stand on? What is your belief system? What is it that you won't do and you will do? How is it that you are a woman or man of your word that you will not say things that you do not mean and that you are faithful and trustworthy and you're honest and you're a team player and, and you want to do things the right way? And so being a trusting servant means that when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself, for I myself am a man under authority whose soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Matthew 8, 5 and through 10. So he, so he meets the centurion and said, no, you don't have to come to my house. You just got to speak the word. And a lot of times that when we hear from God, that we're so busy trying to worry about whether somebody's going to believe the word that we don't want to speak the word that God tells us to speak over our own life. This centurion believed and knew that if Jesus just spoke the word that his, that, that his servant would be healed, he knew that all he had to do was say it and it was going to happen. You don't have to come. You can just speak right here and say it. And so when, when that he knew the power of of Jesus, but he wasn't like just trying to be like this man can heal this man. He he walked up to him. He asked him for help. The same way we do, we as a father help us. God help me. And he shows up in ways that we will never understand. Sometimes we, we he doesn't come when we want him to come. But he comes when he's supposed to come and he does what he's supposed to do in the moment. In this moment here, he says, you don't have to be under my roof. You just have to speak the word. And that's significant because we knew that, that 
the, the spoken word that what we speak over our lives is powerful. And what in the words that have been spoken against us can be powerful if we stay stuck in that. So we have to believe what, what Jesus says and what God says out of their word about us and not what we say as we repeat what people say. So how do we believe what God says instead of repeating and believing what people say? We have to trust God to know that what he says about us is true. He is not a man that he shouldn't be on those side. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not a man. He's not going to lie about you. So we need to start remembering to speak the word over our lives when our Father in heaven has spoken over us and not speak the word and repeat the word that has been spoken against us even before we were born. Hallelujah to Jesus. We have to know that God, that we are servants and that we are following the most high God. We can't be a servant and believe the lie, believe the things that the enemy is trying to take us out of our purpose. We can't believe it. We'll never be a servant. We have to be faithful in it, strong in it, humble in it, and walk in grace in it. We have to understand that the style of leadership of Jesus was precise. He was focused. He was fearless. He wasn't mean. There's some mean leaders out here that think that people must deserve them. There's some mean people in the body of Christ who expect because they have a title and they have this and they have that. They have to have this proper circumstance, but they're not Jesus. They're acting like the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the religious people. They were mean. Jesus came with grace. Love your brother. Apologize to your sister. Walk in grace and humility. So that we can be, we can represent and understand the leadership of God. But what I love about Jesus is that not just about him being a servant, that he taught the disciples, he taught us so many things, even about prayer. Jesus was a disciple, he was disciplined in prayer. We are not disciplined the way we should be. I know I'm not. I know I want to be, and I'm working on it, and I know that's, that's the, it can be a poor excuse, but I'm being real with myself. There's some things I can do better. In Mark chapter 1, verse 32 through verse 38 says, the evening at sundown, they brought him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city gathered together at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak mm. because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while, he was still, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. They found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also, for, for, for that is why I came out. So he made prayer a priority, even though he was there and even though he was, he was healing people and, and the demons wouldn't speak and they knew who he was. I just, <laughs> oh my God, that is so amazing. But we look at him and he's, he's healing people of various diseases. He does what he does and he just walks away. He ain't standing there and they got the press all over his head. They jumping and running around the room and everybody throwing money everywhere. He just walks out. He knows his purpose. He's focused. As my grandmother said, he's like, stick and move. He do his business. He move on to the next town, which I love about Jesus. And we look at him. And so in different scriptures, it mentions about him praying and going away to pray. And that's so important. But he also... um. He had self-control. You know, we look at self-control as one of the fruits of the spirit. And many of us, we laugh about, about this. Uh, one of the, this fruit of the spirit is self-control. Like, what does that mean? You know, you know, I can't control myself. No, but when we look at what the Bible says, it says the fruit of the spirit. It doesn't say to me that you're being held down, holding you down so you can have some, I can have control of you, or you need to have control of yourself. But it says that, that like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Jesus understood if he was going to lead others, he had to lead himself first. I'm going to say that one more time. 
Jesus understood if he was going to lead others, he had to lead himself first. One area of breakdown and, and all it would be ruined. Just like, just like it, it was made like a, uh, like a dam, a wall was made to protect people from a flood. The only part of the wall that is not up to strength, the flood will still prevail. So when we look at time and time again, shows that, you know, his self-discipline that we must constantly, he, he fasted for 40 days. He constantly withdrew to solitude to pray. Even when there were, the crowds were around, he wasn't standing there, you know, bowing down and people were clapping. He was just soaking up all the accolades. He rolled out. Rolled out when people least expected. They didn't even, sometimes they didn't even notice he was even gone. And that, so when we look at self-control, that how, how as a leader, how can I lead people if I can't lead myself? And that's what Jesus is saying. We got to have this self-control. So as a leader, you have to be able to have self-control over yourself. What do you need work with? What do you need to steal away from to pray about and, and, and to work on? Is it fasting? Is it praying? All these things that, that, that we talk about and all of us, you know, all need help with it sometimes. And some, and some seasons we're good with it. And then some seasons, some stuff black off and then my life gets busy. Some things, you know, we take a shortcut or whatever. But at the end of the day, we still have that heart and that wanting for God. And we don't lose that. Sometimes our prayer life doesn't mean that she goes up and down as our seasons go up and down. And just like our fasting, and there's sometimes there's things that, that God will convict us of and, and, and tell us to fast for a certain period of time. And then we're, we're strict on that. We'll go for it because we know that we really heard something. And then us doing it is a change. It's a shift. It's a move that we have to do this. And then there's sometimes it's just from, so from fasting to prayer. Sometimes it just comes from, sometimes it's which is just a studying. Because when you know the word of God, you're still serving God. You're still understanding. You're still, you know, iron shoppers iron. You're still talking to the saints and having Bible study and doing these things. But how do we practice all that as we're so busy? What I loved about Jesus that when I talked about that Jesus handled distractions with grace. You look at distractions and distractions can be purpose killers. They can be destiny killers um, when it comes to, depending on what the distractions are in our lives and the things that take us away from God. When we look at Jesus, how he handled, this, how he handled distractions is, is amazing. In Mark chapter five, and I'm not paraphrasing this, it says that the bleeding woman, a large crowd followed and pressed around Jesus because he was going to heal a father's daughter. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and his cloak. And Jesus asked, who touched me? This woman was in a crowd. She, had, she heard he was there. She got to where he was, bleeding and all. She had enough faith, which means if she touched, his, if she touched the bottom of his cloak, of his robe, that means she was on the ground. This woman got down on the ground and reached out and touched him. And he said, who touched me? The woman knowing what had happened to her came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him her story. Jesus did not treat her like a detour or a distraction. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus was passing through Jericho and his disciples in a large, do a large crowd. As they were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, was sitting on the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, and called him and said, once again, he was not a distraction. So how do we handle people? Or, or things that happen during the day that are not a part of our agenda. Do people get in our way? Are, you know, are we, are we, I'm too busy. Do we treat them like distractions? Jesus didn't. He saved, our, he saved lives in the process. That those who were calling out to him, those who were calling for help, he healed them. He saved them. They weren't distractions, but Jesus did it with grace. He didn't, he didn't fuss. 
He didn't, he didn't worry about people in the crowd. He didn't say, get away from me. You know, the entourage pushing people back. And don't tell you, know, this is the bishop of pop, Pope and Tate. You can't go nowhere way here. And he got on 45 robes in the crowd, you know, and, and a staff and all this stuff going on. Can't heal nothing. The least person that you think is anointed is one of the most anointed people you'll ever know. Why? Because they're quiet. They don't have to tell you, oh, I got the healer and the healing hands and the spirit deliverance and da 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 da. They don't have to do nothing. I'll just walk by and put their hand on you. You just watch people fall out with you because I've known someone who walked past people and they fell out. But when we puff ourselves up, leadership is not a puffed up position. Is we should be in the serving position. Serving. When you're serving, you're down. You're humble. When you're puffed up, your arms raise up because you're praising yourself. So that how, how do we see ourselves and how do we compare ourselves to Jesus that we might not be puffed up and, you know, and, and calling on a name, but there's some things that we could learn about Jesus and learn how he handles some things. Yes, he was anointed. Yes, he was on the earth. We're not talking about him as the risen Savior. He was still walking the earth. He was talking to people. He had relationships with people. But he also had, he had his crowd. He had his, his people. They say, find your people. Who are your people? He had the 12, and then he had the three. His inner circle was the three. Everybody can't know everything. The disciples would use, he trained them so that when he left, he knew he had to leave, that they would be able to handle the ministry. Who are we training to handle the ministry? Who are we pouring into to handle the ministry? Not saying while you're gone, but as the ministry grows. Who are we training? Who are you training? Who are you pouring into as your ministry grows? Not necessarily meaning you have to die and go away. But if people come to serve, help them with their serving. Make them better serve. Glean into them so that their gifts are able to grow and develop through, through Jesus, through you, through your example, through giving them assignments and, and sharing. And so we look at Jesus that served with humility and grace, and we know, we know that God is faithful. We look at him and we look at that he built a team. When I talked about this time, he built a team. And so that Jesus built the team, he needed a team, and he gave his mission away to a team. So as he's, as he's working on his ministry, he, he gathers the team. They go through from town to town healing and teaching. As, as he's healing and teaching from town to town, the disciples are learning how to do ministry through his leadership, through his example. When they were talking about when um, the story when they fed the, uh, the five when they fed the hungry with the uh, two little fish and five loaves of bread. And the disciples kept saying, you know, send them on their way. You know, we don't have enough food for them. And Jesus was like, no, bring me, bring me, the, bring me the fish. The boy came and he broke it, broke it up to heaven and it multiplied and they had enough scraps for everybody. There were still all these leftovers. So that we have to teach our team to be selfless. That it's not always about our mission is God's mission. God's mission works through us. And we can't discombobulate the mission and, and get our agenda mixed up in God's mission because now we're in God's way and God can't accomplish his purpose. So he had a team. He ministered to the team. He taught the team. And then he gave the mission to the team. We have to be prepared to gather the team, to teach the team, to lead the team, and get that mission to the team. So that as leaders, as pastors, that you can focus on the vision as your team is still doing, doing the mission. Does that make sense? I mean, I, I, I hope I'm making sense to people because we understand that eventually he gave us he gave his mission away, you know, and actually we see this in Matthew 20, uh, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. He talks about that we are to go, uh, we are to go and, and we are to preach the gospel through the earth. Is we're not supposed to leave 
one person un, un, um, untouched by not hearing the word of God and not even knowing who Jesus is. It is our job. This is what we're supposed to do, preaching and teaching, going through the earth to preach the gospel. I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So, for us to stay aligned with Jesus, it takes a team. We need a spiritual team around us. We can't fly solo. There's power in the team. There's gifts in the team. There's gifts in the team. There's power in the team. There's no I in team. We can't do this so low. We can't do this being all five, the, the whole five-fold ministry by ourselves. There's no such thing. That Jesus was a servant. So we have come to serve. We have come serve the people that are up under us, the people that we're leading, the people that, that we're going to serve out and about. It's like we're talking about John the Baptist being in the wilderness, being in the dark place for the people. We have to serve them. Hmm. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Holy Ghost. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. <clears throat> we got to be like this. We have to have that humility. We have to be humble. We have to have the heart. Our heart posture has to focus and be aimed at God. Our heart posture. If our heart posture is right, then our mind will be right and our spirit will be right and we can serve in humility and grace. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Serve with grace. Thank you, God. Oh, teach us, God. Teach us, Oh, thank you, God. Thank you for teaching us. Mm. He said, I didn't come to serve. I didn't come to be served. I come to serve. We shouldn't walk in that room because we have a title or church and expect to be served. There's people that are going to, you know, show us favor, might take us you know, to our seat and those kind of things. But we shouldn't get caught up on that. That if the room was crowded, it would be okay if I even sat in the back. As long as I was in the room, in the presence of God, it shouldn't matter what I sit in the front or the back. It shouldn't matter because my heart posture, I came to serve. I came to praise him. I just keep to be like him, no matter what it takes, that my heart posture must stay pure in order to serve, to be like Jesus, to serve his people, to love his people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to end with that. So, my God, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, can I send my send us here? Thank you. Ah. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry I didn't mean to hold y'all up. God bless y'all so much. 
Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God. How about to say? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Come down. Oh, Lord, thank you. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody needs you, Lord. Come out here. Oh, my. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Come out here. Somebody needs you, Lord. Come by here. Oh, Lord. Come by here. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody Somebody's praying, Lord. Come by here. Somebody's praying, Lord. Come by here. Somebody's praying, Lord. Come by here. Oh, Lord. Come by here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God. We give all the glory and honor to your name tonight, God. We thank you. We just thank you, Father, for your presence. We thank you for teaching us to walk with humility and grace and teaching us how to love one another, God, and teaching us and showing us, God, through example, God, and that we are to be the light of this earth, Father, God, that you use us for your glory, God, and we thank you, God, and we promise not to get puffed up, God, because our heart posture is towards you, so God, we thank you. We thank you for this day that you have made, a day we had never seen before, but your grace and your mercy carried us through, God, to this very moment, God, because somebody needs you tonight, God. And we say thank you. We thank you, God, for your presence, God. We thank you for your timing. We thank you for your anointing. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word for us, God. Your word is yea and amen. And God, we say thank you. That we stay humble and full of grace, Father God, to serve your people as you see fit, Father God, as you instruct, Father God, that we don't put our own agendas in the way, God, but the way you want us to do it. We don't worry about opinions of others and what other churches are doing, God, but what you assign to each and every one of us have a responsibility to do what you call us to do, God. And to get out of the way. So God, we thank you that we take up that get out of the way spirit and get out of the way. God, we thank you. Hallelujah, God. You're the only one who knows. You're the only one who knows who needs you. And so you called us so that we can show them you and show them your love and your righteousness and your saving grace so they know that they are loved. Many people just want to be loved. And because they can't see you, they don't believe in you. But it's our assignment to show the love, your love to them that you use us to do it. So God, we thank you for opportunity. We thank you for the times when 
a person walks up to us and we just start talking out of nowhere in the grocery store, whatever they're trying to minister when we least expect it. So God, we thank you for those small, tiny moments that, that they are seeds planted, God, that we don't have to take them by the hand, walk in the store and take them to the altar. God, but we just plant a, a good word or just the person feeling better and lifted up and knowing that you are real. Mm. Mm. That we could just walk away. We plant a seed, we walk away and you do the rest. Mm. It's not our job to fix them. It's our job to plant the seed. It's your job to water it and they'll grow. Yes. So God, we thank you for allowing us to be seed planters today. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be seed planters in your kingdom as you see fit, whether it be a customer, whether it be a neighbor, whether it be a child, whoever it may be that you bring our way, God, give us the opportunity and the and the and the words and the heart to speak with love and not religion god we thank you for this moment we thank you for all those tiny moments we've had and we thank you for those to come the opportunities you do will give us in any given day even with a disgruntled person there's always an opportunity so god we thank you and we ask right now that you give us grace in that moment god because you know your children that we speak with humility and love and not with our head. Because because a person just grunts doesn't mean they're not in hurt, that they're hurting, they're in pain. Mean people are hurting, mm -hmm. they're hurting. So God, show us those people that we can minister to and those opportunities that we don't miss to minister to your people. We will give you all the praise. We will give you all the honor and the glory. Amen. Oh, gosh. All right, y'all. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Uh, thank you, Prophetess. Thank you so much for this lesson. It, is, it hit home. I thank you. All I can say is praise God. Thank God for his word. Thank God for him meeting us in tonight. Mm, God, I thank you. Powerful lesson. And I thank you. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Well, we bless God on tonight. Be blessed on tonight. I thank you so much. Well, I thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone has anyone that want to comment or anything, anybody has anything they want to say. I'm, I'm right now, I can't say anything. It's okay. Honestly, I don't think there's anything else anybody can say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so. And that's what it's all about. Oh, God, that's what it's all about. We were just talking tonight about, you know, different things that are on social media. Me and Pastor John were just talking tonight about different things that are going on on social media. And I said, it's just, all it is, it's just, they're just trying to prove to one another how anointed, how gifted they are. I said, they're not doing what Jesus wants us to do, and that's to reach out to the people and to preach and teach the gospel. You know, that's what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us to come into these social circles and just bounce off of one another, you know. <laughs> right. You know, and that's all it is. We just <clears throat> off of one another. We should be out 
teaching and preaching. And that's what I was talking to him. And I was saying about, you know, I try to, even with the words, you know, try to, you know, preach the word and preach and minister the word, trying to come from a, a place of, 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 you know, like this prophetic and, you know, and, and this, deep place where there's people out here who don't even know Jesus. They don't know the word and nobody's talking basic biblical truths and they're lost. They don't understand. Just they're not speaking English. They speak in church. <laughs> right. I was just, we were just having this conversation before we came on today. And so I'm just like, um, and that's what, that's what it's about. And it's like, God knows. Yes, he does. He's faithful. Yes, he is. He's faithful. And who knew you all were talking about that? I mean, who knew? It was just amazing that you said that. I'm like, how did they know what I was actually going to talk about? I mean, you know, I, I struggled with it at first. Like, okay, Jesus, you're everything. So what, you know, <clears throat> but when he's like, go back to what I showed you about the servant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's when after I did that, I was like, okay. I felt better, but I was I was intimidated when he first gave me himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, who yeah. gonna do that? Like, you know. But here but, we are. But that's that's yeah. it. That's it, and that's what's been, you know. And I'm just <coughs> so full right now because this is what I've been saying, what I've been trying to teach, like my my approach, even when ministering the word. I want to make sure that what I say, people understand. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And to hear, you know, you, I thank God for your ministry. I thank God for you. I thank God for your ministry. It is a blessing to me. And I'm sitting here, um, I'm, I'm like a wet sponge right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was thank convicting. You. It was uplifting. It was encouraging. It was all, all that wrapped up in one. Thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the word on tonight. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. If anyone has any else they want, anything else they want to comment or say to this awesome woman of God, <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to pray a prayer dismissal because she prayed. So if y'all don't have any other comments, <laughs> I'm done. I didn't mean to do that. I did not mean. And you know, no, 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 no. That's okay because you went right with God because yeah. that was it was befitting for you to pray. It was it was all this was all God. That's why I just sat back. That's I true. Waiting, I was waiting for you to, I didn't say anything because I was waiting for you to finish because I knew God had something else to say. And then you started singing <laughs> that song. That took me in. I was done right there when you started singing that song. <laughs> I was like, he messing me up over here. I'm about to throw something across the room. They're about to hear something go boom. That's going to be me hitting the floor, going and prostrate. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it, for real, it, this is, this is this is all God. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't even stress to any of the leaders that we know that, yeah, uh, uh, Sister Royale's on Facebook. She said it was good. You're getting comments on Facebook. I don't know if you can see it, but no, it was, please, uh, leaders, they need, to, they need to hear this. And I have, and I posted it, and it's, it's, it's funny because it's funny because, you know, we normally do the podcast. Mm-hmm. God said, no, put her on, put her on live so somebody could see. Because I knew that you, when you said leadership lessons, mm-hmm. I said, yeah, this is something that some, some leaders going to need to, gonna, because you, know mm-hmm. you know they come by. You know, we have the Nicodemuses that come through our page and be looking at stuff. I call them Nicodemuses that come in at night at the studio and call Oh, Lord. And be watching. They, they do. They come really? in and look like, yeah. So I wanted to make sure that them Nicodemuses see, they see what you teach. And it, and, it, and I, I, um, it, it was good. It was good. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to shut my mouth. The Nicodemuses. Yes, I had no idea. I don't, you know. You know people be going on there. Trying to see what we're doing. But that's all right. Because I want them to be blessed and that we can encourage and, and help them. And I'm quite sure this right here, this is something that they they definitely um, will be blessed by. And we thank you so much once again. I think we got comments on the Zoom. 
Whew. Okay, I'm trying to get myself together here. We got comments on the Zoom. Is somebody commenting on the Zoom? No, I don't see any chats. Okay, because I'm hearing something dinging on my own. I hear that too. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. What, Providence, what you, you have open in the background. You messed me up, Providence. Oh, God, we thank you. Oh, I know what that is. That's my email notification. We you know what? See, see, see. <laughs> All this techno. <laughs> Too much techno. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we we, we, we thank God for you, Prophetess. Uh, listen, that was, it was an awesome word. Um, you know, I'm going to give you props tomorrow. I'm going to talk about it. Um, we thank you once again for your obedience we thank you uh, for your volunteering to do to do to take this series. Um, we 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 uh, thank God for you. Um, listen, um, I'm I'm feeling led of the Lord, so we're gonna go ahead and do this. Um, hold on one second. Amen. Amen. He says amen, not amen, but amen. Uh, Ooh, you know that had to be God. I was singing, so that had to be God because that was not. And you sounded good. Oh shoot, she got a little voice there. Oh, I used to, I used to sing with my mother. I don't. Yeah. Oh my. God. I don't. I don't make that. I don't make that well known at all. I don't. I'd be in a cut with that one. You yeah, I'm a tenor. I'm a tenor. You be hiding in the cut, mm. playing it low. I, I mm. <laughs> I, I, I hear you now. You know uh, that one came. That one came out. That was not. That was not an on purpose thing. Trust me. That was like, all right. Well, that was that's your shot. That's what you. That's what you do. You sing a song in a minute. Uh, <laughs> got. I wrote a song about you. Want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! This has been a awesome. I'm just gonna go ahead and do this. Listen, y'all want to be a blessing to this woman of God. There's her cash app right there. Oh, Lord. Y'all want to be a blessing? I'm going to sell me a little something, something to this woman of God. And um, yeah, mm -mm. Gonna go ahead. If y'all can, it's something, just a little something. Am I asking for all, uh, you know, just something, just to sow a seed? Because I felt that this, this was, this, this is seed worthy right here. This right here is <laughs> seed worthy. This was so good. I mean, it was all your points, everything. And I'm so glad we got it. We got it recorded. I'm going to get it up and put it on the podcast. We got it on our, our Facebook our, our Facebook Live. It's, and I sent it under um, all the different ones. Ooh, I hit the button. So y'all want to be a blessing to this woman of God. I put up her cash app. Dollar sign Patrice Myrick, right? Yes, ma'am. Dollar sign Patrice Myrick. So y'all go ahead and... and if y'all give something, so a little something to her, um, uh, just on the word, not even to her, sow it on the word, sow it on the lesson. That's because this was good. Mm. This was good. And I honor God and I'm honoring God by planting a seed on this word for me. I don't know about anybody else, but for me, I'm planting the seed on this word for me because I, I need God to do finish the work in me, you know, and I, and I hear you, sis. I hear you. As I said, I hear you loud and clear. I hear you <laughs> loud and clear. Yes. Amen. So we praise God once again for you and everything. So all hearts and minds are clear. Does y'all y'all don't have anything to say? I see Joy is quiet. So Joy must be in a worship mode. Because you don't quiet Joy down. No, Joy usually have a little tidbits or something. She says she ain't saying nothing. <laughs> no, I don't like like Pastor John said, there's nothing else to be said. There's nothing else to be said. Everything was, was laid out. And the only thing I can actually say is that this is why we need to teach, continue to teach and preach about Jesus because it just hits different. You know, the messages, it just hit, it just brings another level to a sobriety to your walk with, with Christ. Mm. And it is, yeah, yeah. We just need wow. to keep preaching and teaching Jesus yeah. because the message tonight was just, it was just different. Thank mm -hmm. you, prophetess. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. It was different. Sobriety. That's, that's a good word. It brings sobriety yep. to your walk. 
That is perfectly well-spoken. It does. You know, even Sunday with the prodigal son, when the word, you know, all, all that, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, oh, it was good. We thank God. We're going to let you go. We appreciate you once again. Um, we'll be back on next Wednesday. And we have, who do we have next Wednesday? I'm all excited. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, Lord. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. Hold on. Scroll yeah. down. Sister Royale said, yes, it hits different. It does. We got we got two more weeks, y'all. I don't know, sis. Mm-hmm. We got to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your grace and mercy. <laughs> Come on now. Okay, see, you, you, you're being mean to me. What I do? You. What I do? No, we got to talk. Yeah, I know. I, I reached out to you. I know. Right, so hold on. That was Isaiah. Hold on. It's week number week. 11. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Peter. I'm Who? Peter. Peter. Oh, That's Peter. My boy. Okay. Yes. What's, the, what's Peter? What's the, what's the, what's the quote? Leaders, Leaders recover from failure. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you trying to see. Y'all might as well cue the organ next week. <laughs> I'll have some shout music. Go. I'll have shout music at the end. So when you get number one, hit the button. We're going to shout. Yep. And our last week is Apostle Paul. Oh, I must yeah. it. What is his? Leaders are passionate for what they believe in. Uh, On both sides for him. Uh, mm. I know. All right. All right. Well, we thank you once again for joining us. Bless you. Amen. I'm gonna fade you out here. We thank you so much. We thank everybody for joining us on tonight. We are so great. Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.